Yes, it's uh, <laughs> well. It's summer. By the time this comes out, it, it won't be, be the solstice. It's yeah, the su- it's summer. Yeah, it's summer. It's summer after. So well, I just wanted to say solstice because we tried recording earlier today and it just did not work. Um, not because of us or anything. It just there was a lot of grunting in the background. <laughs> so it's Isaiah's fault. <laughs> no, I don't want to blame him either, buddy. <laughs> don't don't try no to, i think don't try to get away with this with your cute cheeks no i i'm not blaming him at all i'm just um it's his fault it, <laughs> I, i'm blaming him um no we did, well i wanted to say um we i feel like there was a sense of i felt like i was really trying to control the day like okay it's gonna go perfectly like we're gonna record the podcast and then we're gonna go do this this and this bada bing bada boom and then I just, you know, I had to surrender to the reality of things. Yeah, you should do that more, mm. less control. Ooh, look who's talking, Scorpio. Yeah, but that's <laughs> my job. Like, you're like, uh-huh. what would you hire a Scorpio for? To, to be control, controlling. To control to take, me. To t- <laughs> no, just to take charge, control the situation, mm. give a Scorpio their space, and they're going to create and expand and do big things. Yeah. I totally agree with that. Well, it's like this bathroom tile thing, isn't this endless chore of the house. And then if you were away and I just sorted it out, you would have come back and said, oh, my God, this looks great. Well, I did pick out a really cool vanity that you originally weren't in favor of. And then you went to the tile place and the woman's like, oh, that's a really cool looking vanity. No, I liked it. I just didn't. I mean, there was a lot of other options that yeah. I thought were good. I do think it's cool. It's cool. I think but it'll you, work. You have no gauge of price of anything. That's not true because it's I was looking at. reasonably true. No, but that's a reasonable vanity because I was looking online at other ones and it's, yeah. All online shopping is a scam though. Yeah. Because it does start tracking and then says, oh, you're looking at bathroom vanities or you're looking at hardwood floors or plane tickets. Yeah. Um, you have a mortgage now? <laughs> yeah. Uh, although the algorithm, now that we bought, well, I bought the cooktop a long time ago just with, um, as we build back better America. Yeah. It just took <laughs> a couple months to get here. I think mm. we ordered it before we even closed in the house. I like yeah. measured it a million times. But, um. The the algorithm, why is it ever, like, whenever I make a purchase, then I get inundated with ads. I'm like, it's I already done. bought this. Like, I don't plan to hopefully ever buy another stove cooktop. Like, I, I, no. went, I went full in, yeah. like, top notch. And I even, I made reels about it. I'm Instagramming about yeah. it. And I am going to rebrand my account. Yeah, it's going to be a home improvement <laughs> account. Because the algorithm seems to like it. Loves it. And hands down, Instagram absolutely hates spirituality now. And it's driving True. me crazy. Yeah, because everybody's getting copied. Mm-hmm. But I'm getting a little frustrated because I feel like, I just feel like a lot of people that are, quote, uh, they probably identify as like witches and whatnot and other readers, um, just somehow, 
to me, it's a war on spirituality. Absolutely. And the fact that Instagram is just letting all of these fake accounts of readers flourish. Because I get like, I get a lot of DMs from people that I follow, people I know personally. And it's like, hello, I, you have Red been risings. chosen to, um, you keep, I'm very drawn to do a reading for you. Yeah. And um, none of these people would be messaging or soliciting, but... I I just think it's it's the war on spirituality. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's oh because people are opportunistic and can make these fake accounts. I think that's part of it, but I'm pretty convinced that it's like a it's like a CIA NSA yeah. backed uh, Instagram uh, operation to just weed out, get rid of, and diminish the accounts. So my my algorithm. So it's all bots. I, I don't believe know if it's, it's bo- bots. No, people have been paying. I no, probably no, no. Know I believe that the that Instagram's actually creating these fake accounts, and I think AI is just has entered sentient beings, and they're like, okay, I'm going to, I'm just going to set up this pay like the Zelle or whatever, however the form of payment goes. It's like you can't even trace app. that back. It's it's really shady. Yeah, it's all wire fraud that's being committed in my <laughs> and then i remember you were like should i like call the fbi and my mind i was like well wait a minute what if the fbi thinks we're doing something because this is where remember i told you that okay. story of you like how I, I don't thought... want to hear about your street smarts <laughs> no i know but it's like no i trolls, always think i'm the one getting no in trouble oils, no street <laughs> yeah you always it's like we were in um going through security at the airport in where was that stockholm yeah you had stockholm syndrome there <laughs> yeah. and and they were like, hello. And then the questions, and you just start oversharing, open up a can of worms. I know, it's just funny. They didn't, and then it's like, you, once you open up those channels, they're like, well, can you show us all your receipts for Airbnb in Iceland and like restaurant receipts? And then you're like, we had this dish and that well, dish, and we ate loose. Because of my personal assistant experience, I had all of the receipts in a folder. Yeah, good to thing you're him. organized. <laughs> the the answer is thank you. I'm going home. I had a lovely trip. I went to Spain. Okay, I have to say something about that because usually that like cutesy thing that I do when I'm going through customs works really well when it's just me. But I think when it's when you're right there it becomes a little more threatening. Um, we're dealing with the (laughs) intolerant, totalitarian, draconian regimes of ridiculousness. Yeah. Don't give away anything. Right. I had a great trip. Thank you. I'm looking forward to going home. Right. I had a great trip. Thank you. I'm looking forward to going home. Still seems very sketchy. I think if I say it, I'm like, ooh, that doesn't sound real. Yeah. yeah. It's because (laughs) you get nervous and then you overshare. Yeah. And uh, you just, they don't, they just need the facts. Yes or no. Mm-hmm. You don't, I don't try to charm these people. I'll tell you this though. I will never bring crystals on carry on luggage ever again. Oh my God. And I did that just <laughs> going from LA to New York. I went to New York to teach and then I set up a bunch of clients, which I thought would be interesting. Cause I was like, I'll just travel around New York. I'll charge a little more and go to people's apartments and well, one person at a house, but, um, that was very challenging, but the worst of it was thinking I'll bring crystals for the readings. Mm. And let me tell you when your luggage goes through the screening and if you're looking at the visuals, a bunch of crystals 
looks super sketch. Super shady. And but you weren't there. You didn't see that. I mean, those could be used as a weapon. No, no I remember you brought that big that one right there. What is not, that one? Not that's is that a amethyst. amethyst. Not as bludgeoning devices, Gina. They look like weird chemical warfare <laughs> items, <laughs> the way they go through. And then so every time my bag had to be searched. They didn't really know what the hell. And then my tarot <laughs> cards were in there. So then they're going oh, no. through my cards, which was not cool. Well, how about your bracelets? These, they, uh, now that's not sensitive enough. They don't seem to care about those okay. anymore. I think they got educated on some level of what these are. But the crystals, um, they didn't know what what it was. It looks like some sort of weird bioweapon gel warfare Especially yeah. like clear quartz and things like that. And um, <laughs> then I had to explain. And then I'm trying to tell these people, what do you do for a living? And you're like, I'm a numerologist. <laughs> Even in Vermont, I don't know what to tell people. I noticed that actually. Because if you're like a numerologist, that one woman thought I was like collected old coins. What? Yes. <laughs> Who? That woman from the lawyer's office. Oh my God. Hilarious. So, um, which there probably is a similar word. I don't know what it is. Um, so, yeah, but it's not like L.A. where you're just like, I'm a numerologist or a reader. or So I just say writer because everyone here knows what that is. Yeah. But then people either think you're like super rich or um, you're like literary. Yeah, they think you're like John like, Grisham. Because yeah, they're like, I'm wait, like, you just bought a house and you're a writer? I'm like, I can't even spell. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, so then I'll just, sometimes I'll say author, but then they're like, whoa, what are your books? And then yeah. you're like, well, And you still have to say numerology. Yeah. And then it's numerology. And then people are like, what? Yeah. I think everyone should spend a little time in LA where you learn just the weirdest things can become like careers. Exactly. And successful ones. Yeah. But people are sensitive to it all here, mm. which is. Which is pretty cool, and I'm, I'm not trying to hide anything. I just don't know what the best angle to try to tell. Like the guy that's coming who has to help us with a couple of these trees that really should come oh, down. Oh yeah. I mean, what do you tell him? Uh, it does. It just doesn't come up. Yeah. Um, but I did spook him out because I was playing a call. Oh, on the little that was speaker oh, behind yeah. the shed on the edge of the woods. Yeah. And then he came up and was like, got super spooked out because he said he was watching horror movies the night before. Oh, my God. So now it. this like mystical cha haunting chanting music. <laughs> He's about to take on it's a new like career path. Coming through the woods and he couldn't find it. It was hidden in a little speaker. He's like, what was that? <laughs> but I, was, I just said it's to clear any ghosts and. You yeah. know, and he's like, okay. Yeah. You know. Open-minded. Yeah. It's probably like a four somewhere in his numerology. D I could see that for sure. But even that lady at the farmer's market, the coffee lady, when I, she was like, I love that kind of stuff. I oh, use yeah. runes. Oh, yeah. I thought that was really sweet. I'm going to have to pitch Rich's book on it. Yes, absolutely. Um, I think we have a couple copies of that. Yeah, so. but I'm asking you as a friend, what the mm -hmm. hell should I tell people when they're like, what do you do? Um, I think you could go into saying that you teach or teach that you what? do. Numerology? Uh, coin esoteric collecting? Esoteric studies. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I would just be like, numerology bought this house, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> this is the house that numerology built. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not, like, trying to hide anything. It's just when I go through, like, sometimes you get questioned, that, like, airport security and things like that. Yeah. What do you do? So now, writer is just easy. Well, just go with what, what you file your taxes under, which is a- author and consultant. Okay. Just is say that you do I, consulting. Is that what I just say? Yeah. Okay. Guess what I am. The IR, uh, visual graphic design. Media uh, consultant. Oh, media consultant? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that is what yeah. you're doing. Yeah, totally. Um, what do you think of that, Isaiah? What's you like your that? job? <laughs> Mr. Tanzuka. He loves business meetings. He does. We were on a call yesterday, and he just sat up. He's like, oh, you guys look at these flat screens and talk. (laughs) And he just was like, (laughs) well, he showed up in the workshop at the end during the Q&A, and he's like, Dad, I got this. Let me answer this question. He wouldn't stop talking. Yeah. Um, And then you were like, do you think that was like maybe someone just didn't enjoy that that was happening? And I was like, no, there were like mostly women there. I'm sure everyone's ovaries were just like. Um, really happy <laughs> to see uh, Men like children too, you know. I know. I'm just saying mostly, I don't think like, I mean, maybe there was someone that's like, oh God, like I'm trying to listen to the answer now, but I really doubt that. No, I doubt it. But uh, yeah, buddy, we're doing the podcast now. Yes. And men like babies too, of course. So I'm going to say author consultant. I can't say consultant like locally. People are like, I mean, that is a great consulting, just a great, like, vague job. Yeah. Um, Because it could be anything. But don't tell someone that's, like, about to do a job at the house that you're a consultant because it's so vague that they could think you're, like, ultra. You're, like, oh, and a a consultant from L.A.? Then they're going to charge you, like, triple what they usually do. They're going to charge me consulting fees. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, but that's the thing. Also, like, author sounds like. Yeah, yeah, you're like John Grisham or something. Yeah. <laughs> J.K. Rowling. What's her, what's Rowling. Her Rowling. 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 Yeah. <laughs> J.K. Rowling. <laughs> um, I never got into Harry Potter. I saw like the first movie. Yeah. Which was mildly entertaining. Maybe he'll like Harry Potter. No, I want to. I want him to be cooler than that. <laughs> okay. Buddy, I'm gonna impose <laughs> my cool legislation on you. <laughs> See, he's like totally into. It's like, thanks, yeah, Dad. Buddy. Um, that'll be your mom's department. You're going to get stuck watching like empty French, black and white French films of despair. They won't be empty. Meaning of life. The yeah. meaningless of life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was, I've know I've shared about this. My dad would like, there was just some sort of artsy films that I had to watch. I never liked them. Did you ever, did you watch Streetcar Named Desire? Yeah. Did you watch we talked about that. Last Tango in Paris? That would be weird to watch with your parents. No. I think yeah. they were smarter than that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was it was cool. I mean, I re- appreciate it more now. Well, I know Elephant Man you watched. Yeah, that was traumatic. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, what other classics. Well, if we when traumatic. we homeschool, we'll just have a little film program for them. Yeah. Um, and then we still have to sort out the homeschool collective, but, uh, that's, it's down the road, but it's all going to happen faster than I think. I know. I think it's really important to pull it together right now. Yeah. It's preparing wood now. We have to like prepare for winter and it's the first day of summer. Winter's coming. I know it's the first day of summer and I'm already thinking like, yeah, we got to get this. We got to like drop these two trees so they like dry out. 
Yeah. You know, then it has what do to we be do chopped. before the tree falls? Do we thank the tree? How do we? Is there some sort of ritual? Yeah, I'm gonna be like, I own this tree. <laughs> no. You're going down. Uh, I don't know. I never thought of it. I'm just looking at it. It's just it's going to help the rest of the trees and the house. So yeah, it's just part of the organic flow of maintaining and keeping the property. Yeah. Happy and alive and coexisting. I think the earth spirits here kept is giving me two signs on on those trees because there is some danger and risk with where they are. Mm -hmm. And after that big branch fell like right in the middle of the yard, I swear it's like the spirit saying, hey, we're giving you we gave you a hint on the, the branch in the back that damaged the screen. And now a big branch just fell in the yard, and I feel like those were the. I and I'm not even overreading it. It felt like hints to be like, you should move sooner than later on yeah. clearing up the trees that could be a threat if no, like, it's the wrong storm storm comes through, which is something you don't have to deal with in renting an apartment. Yeah, uh, but it's going to make everything else healthier. Well, and I just want to update anyone that's wondering about the duck wallpaper. It's staying up, but we're actually removing the floor, changing the toilet, and changing the vanity. <laughs> yeah, duck. So we got to just find. I still need I to don't send care about a couple the people right now. the duck I'm wallpaper. I've had requests. No, uh, the duck wallpaper is going to win by attrition. <sighs> yeah. So just give it enough time. You won't even see it anymore. That's not true. No, you will not. You don't even know what color. So what? You just want to live with the ducks now? Yeah, absolutely. I just wanted. It's an experiment on attrition and how over. Give it three months and you won't even notice it. Nope. You won't notice the duck wallpaper or anything. I'm gonna find something that you're really dying to change, and I'm gonna be like, nope, we're not doing that. But everything you like, I I agree with. So. Yeah. Well. Or everything that you want to do. Um, okay, so should we talk about, uh, we had a couple things that we brought up uh, over breakfast that I'm like, oh, this could be cool to talk about. Um, what do you think about, like, people that date someone and they, they sort of, like, morph into them and, like, take on their hobbies and interests? Like, You're saying that. And I was saying this because... Well, I was referring to someone that I know very well, and I was like, oh, this is how they are in relationships. And then I was like, whoa, check yourself. If that person was talking about me, they could say the exact same thing because they could be like, why are you into this uh, numerology author consulting business? <laughs> you, can't call t you can't say you're an author, yeah? <laughs> no, I'm just trying to define you now as a Vermonter, but um, no, I'm just saying, yourself? no, but I'm saying like, oh, like, are you into like Kundalini yoga and like numerology and astrology because of Remington? And I would say, fuck yes. you. <laughs> no, you are into it. No, yeah, no, 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 of course. But, I mean, you but got I, exposed to it. Yeah, but I'm obviously <clears throat> like, there was obviously an attraction to you um, through like, the weirdness that you're into and then i adopted it i don't think it's weird i'm just thinking like it was it was very strange don't and esoteric to please me please do not normalize this i'm not I'm so sick of everything getting normalized i'm not like what happened with just <laughs> being like offbeat and cool and eccentric but it's not offbeat cool and eccentric when it's status if you're quo. trying to be or if it's forced down your throat of like Everything is normalized now, but um, 
and well, I I mean it depends. There's certainly people that just get wrapped up in a relationship and they lose all sense of their identity. Yeah. But then I think a, a really uh, a a relationship that is more of a destiny. Um, those two, those facets come together for to expand, mm-hmm. right? Like I wasn't as smart, savvy on paying bills till I met you. Yeah, and you're really sharp on the money with that, like totally. very on time. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm extra. What about on your time. credit score? It's I think amazing. It's way now. higher than yours now. I think it is. <laughs> and it was shit. I had to. I don't even like to share <laughs> this, other than I've made a lot of changes in my life. But yeah. Right? When I met you, then my tags were expired on my car. I didn't even realize it. And I was Instacart. I didn't even realize. Like, that's how, like, bad I can be at adulting. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. I'm driving all over Instacarting. I completely depended on my car. And, um... The my tag I didn't even know my tags were like two months expired. Mm-hmm. So then when I realized I'm driving around and it's funny because I started meeting other people that were like same story, and then you're like always being aware, like making sure there's a car behind you. Yeah. If there's a cop coming up, you're like, oh shit, my tags are expired. You try to like park in places so you're like you know, backed into a place or between <laughs> two cards so no one could see your expired tags. And then I felt like a worthless man and you lent me like four hundred four hundred dollars. Yeah. And you were like 26. Well I was living yeah, but I was living in my boss's guest house because they were in Europe for the summer and I was like, Oh, I'm like rent free right now. You can I yeah, wanted to help you. in LA is a good chunk of money too. Yeah, totally. That's so. like uh that's more than mortgage in most yeah. places. So I felt like I was, you know, I wanted to to give back. and. <laughs> but what, so, I mean, I am, it is true. Like you brought, even though you're younger, you did bring more adulting. But really the the greater dynamic is, I think a really good relationship. Each person brings things to the to the table that the other, that will elevate. And expose the other person to it and vice versa, mm-hmm. you know, because even I think of like a relationship from many years ago, right before I moved to L.A., that was the catalyst because this person was working on film. Yeah. And then that film is what led to like we wrote a script and I had no writing experience. Yeah. And that is what triggered me. Moving to L.A., was I into that stuff beforehand other than starting to do stand-up comedy? Mm. But that relationship did open up channels to explore other talents and abilities. Yes. Which was motivating enough and got me to L.A. Yeah. And I think, because for me, I'm like, oh, yeah, you, the, just your writing, even in, like, your interest in screenwriting seems like something that's so true to who you are. It's not like, oh, you like adopted this from an ex-girlfriend and now you're just like still riding that wave and No, but that relationship helped pull out Yeah. It was potential talent. I think I could have pushed it more. Yeah. And it was still satisfying to see at least one credit on a movie yeah. screen. But it wasn't T V, which is what I was more interested in. Mm-hmm. Um but uh now it's like books, but Yeah. 
Now I write books, which I never thought I'd be. Yeah. (laughs) I'm an author, a numerologist. Um, But you, I mean, you bring a lot of, you bring more structure, but also um, all the like the artsier stuff. I've definitely Mm -hmm. gone to a lot more like art shows and that world and like cool film stuff, like artsy film stuff, not like vanity, celebrity, boring shit. Yeah, but we have been to a couple fun little uh, premieres. I'm thinking mainly of London Amber Field. Heard. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we got to hang with Amber Heard. That was Heard. awesome. Um, and then sort of in Not passing. Really. Yeah. Uh, that was the I worst. I think she contractually had to be there. literally the worst movie I think I've seen. It was seen. pretty bad. And then that some poor kid from China, I believe, paid a bunch of money. Aww. Like, that's what I learned, too. A lot of these films now, like, sell for high dollar. Like, people are coming in from other countries to, like, be a part of a Hollywood premiere. That, yeah. Like, Amber Heard in a movie that Johnny Depp and um, Billy Bob Thornton oh, are yeah, in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Forgot about him. Because <clears throat> he had all the swag. Yeah. He seemed super excited. But then what's up with those sketch Russians that took over the financing? Yeah, that were in tuxedos. That's, like a, that's another thing I don't think people realize is that there's like a whole scene of sketch Russians <laughs> that fi- that have like just dumb money yeah. to like shell out so they could be a part of a Hollywood scene and go to that weird premiere that we were at. Yeah. Uh, and then somebody thought, your old boss was Ozzy Osbourne. That poor <laughs> kid from China who probably oh, probably man. invested like 50K or something. Yeah. And then, um, but the Russian thing was sort of funny because they had spoken. They're like, we so thank you for being part of most premium film. Yeah. And then <laughs> when I was like their speech and I'm like, what? And I think these guys shelled over like a few million dollars. Probably for just distribution. Yeah, yeah, something. I feel like the film was like shelved for a little bit, but I don't know. It's a great actors and the worst film possibly. Yeah, it was it made. was pretty bad. Yeah. And I do like those producers a lot. I mean, I love those producers and the costumes were great. Yeah, but that one I still got to get my shit together on that the show that originally brought me to LA that one producer really liked it yeah that we had dinner with and then i just ran into her at joshua tree at oh, the yeah. convenience store. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she was all masked up and then yeah. i was like oh it's a sign and then she called me she's like can you she's like she had i mean they get big stuff done i mean they're yeah. working with johnny I, they made some legendary stuff and they're re- super eccentric and cool um so i guess that's sitting there the universe I just, uh, I was in the middle of writing numerology and then we were moving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess it could, I bet we'll run into them in Vermont. I noticed though that that has me thinking, well, so yeah, I think a good relationship, just the two people bring, expand each other's world. Yeah. It's like what Tej told me a long time ago is like, um, you know, don't even like, don't concern like in my mind i was like oh, i need to find some like you know ultra yogi old. like so that is like sort of the fantasy in my head way before i ever knew you and she was like you know so many much more successful relationships people bring different things yeah you know and 
if you're just with say you're just with someone who's so ultra dedicated, like she's like you're gonna it's a gonna be boring. Yeah. And B, like, there, you, two people come together and bring different things, and it expands a destiny in a relationship. Yeah. And um, I just think that's a cool perspective. Absolutely. And I'm thinking, like, I can't really imagine you with some, like, hardcore yogi, to be honest. I could imagine you, though, as someone who's just into artsy film shit. Me? Yeah. And then you would just, it, eventually I would all sabotage because you're just, like, what the commonality a relationship is based on co- what we have in common yeah yeah that's yeah. true i mean i guess like also it's funny because before i met you um like old, all these old pictures would show up on my phone old selfies and i've sent them to friends mainly this one friend um and she's like wow you look so much younger now like it's crazy how yeah. How old you look the, here? And I was like, oh, it's because according to Remington, I'm such an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> you did drink a lot. No, you I did not. I had like two glasses of wine, maybe a <laughs> night. But yeah, okay. Um, but She's yeah, lying. it's just interesting. Like, I think that I probably would have been like a wino that was like really into like what's the cool movie that like premiered at a festival at at Can Con or. Can however con- you say it can <laughs> or uh Sundance or whatever uh i feel like there's probably i haven't been to any of those a uh, film festivals crack me up because i love it's like listening to people who like made their film like as if they just saved the world and cured cancer <laughs> yeah. or something talking about the process yeah i'm like oh god but like i love watching those interviews I yeah. mean, like, J- I could watch Jeremy Strong talk about Succession all day long. Well, <laughs> that's a good show, and he's a good actor. He's also really good at memorizing quotes from authors and other actors and reciting them, which I find to be, like, a real talent. Because who does that anymore? Well, actors get paid to well memorize lines. <laughs> to memorize lines so i feel I like know. that's exactly yeah yeah i know house. but he'll like read yeah exactly that's exactly i wish i were more that. like that this this whole like well it's so out of it's so like a couple weeks ago but i find it interesting with the amber her johnny depp trial i'm like yeah no one cares to, anymore but, but yeah keep but, going. well not about them but i'm like why are you believing any other actors yeah. They're actors at the at a top level game. Well, Johnny Depp's the better actor, which is why he Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He you won know, the trial. <laughs> like they are that he's a, like he's an actor at the top of the tie. He's an icon yeah. actor. Yeah. And he's talented. I mean, I bet every but single she, juror had a crush on him at one point. She's in time. a good she's really t- you can't people at that level are are talented. Yeah, no, 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 no. You you definitely can't deny that. I'm just saying, like, I think people, he's like, it's a really interesting thing because he's so deeply embedded in the subconscious, the collective subconscious for like over 30 years now. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, how, how could that really, how could you be an unbiased juror is what I want to know. Yeah. It doesn't, it, I don't think it could exist. No. I'm sure there's somebody in Vermont that doesn't know who Johnny Depp is. Also, and how can like you for go real? Not I, I yeah, but like, how can you go back to your hotel room or whatever? Go about your day. I don't know. When you're a juror, do you have to live away from your family and like stay in a hotel for 
the entirety of no the trial? No idea. I've been called up for jury duty in L.A. And then if any of you listening, my experiences in L.A. is you can just, they never will call you in. Nope. And you kept wanting me to like call in and check, and I finally just stopped, and well, nothing, don't say that. and nothing, <laughs> nothing came of it. Yeah, but I was actually gonna call without you knowing because I was so worried. Because <laughs> you bring paying bills on time to the table. Yeah, I was like, wait, really? Like, what if he's getting called for jury duty and he doesn't show up? What does that mean for our future? This is everything that I freak out about. It's like, what does that mean for our future? A future um, trip. That's what it is. Well. Nothing came of it because I knew intuitively I wasn't actually going to get called in jury duty. I don't know what the system. I, I actually think either. it would have been interesting. You'd be a great juror. Um, I have a number of clients that um, deal with like their lawyers with like murder trial, like it's heavy crazy. shit. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it it's part of the process, you know. Yeah. What do you think, buddy? But uh, I like the performance of lawyers. Like that's one of the things that. Do you know you've never been to a court and seen a, a savvy performance of a lawyer, have you? Uh, no, only like in Perry movies. Mason. <laughs> like a Perry Mason show. No, but um, I like I like the idea of litigation lawyers. Like I always thought I had to take a um, public speaking course in college, and it was uh, an adjunct. The adjunct professor was a sports lawyer. So like one of our assignments was that we had to basically we were given a case and we were either the def- on the defendant side or the prosecution. And I had to defend like and this is all like fictional scenarios, but I had to defend some. It was like a, I think it was a sex offender who had gone who had gone out of prison and like didn't want his information to be public or to his neighbors even though i think that's actually like a law i don't know but anyway i'm actually really good at litigation because there's a there's an element of theater and memorization maybe i just need to that needs to come alive more yeah bring it out okay um litigation litigation (laughs) but i won i won the case because the lawyer was the one that played judge so she was like okay um, anyway, sidebarring. Yeah, my f- my fantasy jobs would have either been like a stick it to the whatever. Yeah. Like, Fuck you. I got totally. you in your corner. Like Goliath moment. Full, yeah, full Scorpio. Mm-hmm. Because there's so much injustice that drives me crazy. Yeah. Um, and then uh, advertising. Yeah. Which we kind of get to do. Yeah. But I'd like. To, I wish I knew it more. Yeah. You know. Yeah, totally. Well, like my cousin who does all the visuals, mm-hmm. and she bases it off ad copy. Mm-hmm. So it might be a commercial for like tomato sauce or a car, and with like some themes. And I've looked at just the raw ad copy, which I thought would be really well structured. This is high level, like Madison Avenue advertising equivalent. And it's like a just a couple of lines, like a word on a on a piece of like that's it. Yeah. I thought maybe like it was there's like a special ad copy pro like final draft or something. Yeah. It's not like that. Like these all could be written on a napkin. But don't you think that a lot of advertising now is based off of like optics and data versus creativity? Yeah. I think the I think days all of like super creative ads is like sort of art form uh is is yeah, it's probably 
probably done. Yeah, because I worked people on... people don't watch TV anymore. I worked on a pharmaceutical commercial. I think I've mentioned this before, and it was like a basketball. They were going to a basketball game, and um, and the jersey that the husband, quote-unquote, was wearing uh, was the number 16. And they said that 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 is like the most pleasant number for like a wide audience to subconsciously consume. Yeah, that's or, really I interesting to me. And that's the stuff I'd be interested in learning. When I was a kid with a VCR, I would record. I had a whole collection of commercials. Mm-hmm. So I was fascinated by commercials and I I would record them yeah. and rewatch the commercials because – I, there was like an art, there was a lot of comedy, and I loved the notion that these are set up to try to brainwash people. <laughs> so like the Scorpio in me, mm, and a more yes. scientific, if we stand off and just look at it, I find that whole concept and how did these energetically or obviously manipulate people. So yeah. I 16, if it's, why is 16 that appealing? That means somebody did a bunch of studies pick a number that you like or how does this number make you feel like somebody is doing those studies and so 16 number why though i mean maybe it goes back to like your sweet 16 and like feeling like you're you're getting closer to that freedom like where you're you're an individual and you're no longer um under the authority or control of your parents also like 16 is like Maybe 16 is almost like when you're first, like as a kid, you can, you kind of feel like you can be like more sexual or something and it's accepted. I don't know. That's a lot of, (laughs) but I think that's too intellectual. Yeah. I'd agree with everything you're saying, but as a numerologist, that's something to look into, but I'm thinking like, what is the key? What is key 16 in the tarot? It's the tower. Wow. So that's interesting that to me that the 16, even though the tower is also 80 because mm-hmm. of the Hebrew, mm-hmm. but um, uh, that's interesting that that's a very pleasing number. It's just the, the, the card of just obliteration and destruction. Right. Maybe it's that dub with the olive branch that people are really holding on to. Well, it depends on the deck, but Hope. yeah, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, but so I loved commercials. Mm. I love the idea of brainwashing. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's so much thought goes used to. I don't think it's. I don't know that they're like that anymore. They're just like catchy Instagram. Well, I algorithms. think there's like brain. Ro- I think the algorithm the is like all is really locked into how to brainwash people <laughs> and make and really drive addiction. Yeah, I think it's simpler now. Just yeah. confuse people, lure them in, clickbait, buy this. Um, mm-hmm. Just so the algorithm that's listening to us right now, Metaverse, <laughs> I do not need an ad for a stove or a cooktop. <laughs> or I don't need a. Co- I don't like the phrase cooktop. Why can't I just call it a stove? But a stove is like that's the unit with an oven. I call it stovetop. Oh, stovetop. To- stovetop. Um, I don't need one. Yeah. Uh, what else did I buy? Uh, a lawnmower. I don't need that. Nope. And we don't need a toaster. No. Um, I do, we do need a nice, I don't know, there's some things. There's some stuff so we funny. need. 
Um, I mean, I've been getting like Joybird has been circling, and I'm like, can we just go to the Joybird factory to I see if they're like that not just IKEA for? I guarantee it's like IKEA geriatric it's millennials. Everything that's millennial is just IKEA chintz shit that looks good. It's great design. I don't know if anyone's listening and they have a Joybird couch. Can you please let us know what you think D- about but it? But I mean, a couch that you can quarantine for three super years cozy. on and has to be super comfortable. You and you could still like, sell oh, it when you're moving here. out of yeah, LA. Exactly. <laughs> I kind of felt a little guilty when we sold that couch because I was like, we spent like our lifetimes on that hours. Couch. We spent literally years. Years. We, like, that was our only seat, besides our like, bed and our little what? kitchen table. That yeah, was it. I know. So you uh, sold that for how much? Four hundred or something? No, one hundred twenty-five bucks. Oh, okay, they that's got good. A deal. Yeah, I cleaned it up. It was fine. I saved no, it looked it out. really I good. It up. Yeah, they were happy for one hundred twenty-five. They loved it. Mm-hmm. They were like kind of like. You know, attractive artsy couple. Yeah, they were. They were really like cute. just moving to LA. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> yeah, we're out of here. Out, we're out. We, yeah. we did what we, I d- actually did what I wanted to do. There. Yeah. Even though I never thought I'd leave LA, uh, here we are, yeah. cutting down our trees because we own them. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not. I. You definitely have learned like the health of trees. There's. I'm fascinated by an arborist. Uh, They're also going to climb these trees, which are going to be great for my new Instagram, which is the (laughs) Mystical Arts Home Improvement. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, but back to my original point, the war on spirituality is absolutely real. Instagram, we're working with a digital media consultant, and they're like, even they're like, look, Instagram, it seems like it's just CIA crap, and they are not, they're not, promoting the algorithms are intentionally against you know astrology and spirituality and meditation i mean i'm literally seeing astrology posts get shut down like not like oh this means we're gonna have a cure for covid don't take a vaccine it's like um hey uh the moon is in cancer tomorrow and then that being violate people have sent me this stuff that's insane so um Another one was uh, the really early morning is a great time to meditate. Banned. It goes against community guidelines. Wow. Like, not like this is anything like, uh, I hate, co- I love, co- or I don't love COVID, I should say. Or don't wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, Dr. Fauci can eat balls. Yeah. You know, he can be vaxxed nine times and get COVID or whatever. It's none of that. Yeah. It's literally like meditation's helpful. Right. You know? But there must be a couple big astrology accounts that the algorithm is like, or AI is like, let's just keep these flowing so people don't know that we're actually deeply censoring spirituality. Well, yeah, and I think there's like 10 accounts that are ultra red-pilled that are huge. Yeah. And they just, they're like, okay, this is our controlled. And then they just keep dibs on who follows, who comments, all of that. I mean, But you know what the obvious. problem is, is that it's people call it pseudoscience. I think that... That definition should just be eliminated when you're talking about any of those things. Well, the thing is, on some level, I don't give a shit. Like, I don't have anything to prove. No. And I do encounter a lot of people that are like astrologers and tarot, blah, blah, blah. And it's like they're insecure enough about what they do is they still feel like they have to validate their work is authentic. Yeah. Right. I even read this New York, um, not New York Times, uh, L.A. Times article about all the fraud accounts, which is cool Mm -hmm. that the L.A. Times addressed it. And I 
do we do know someone who's interviewed in there but the other but the whole narrative was like oh they're they've worked so hard to like validate that what they're doing is like real and for a real service for yeah. people and things like that and i have no interest in proving anything <laughs> i don't need to validate my work if you're not interested go do something else yeah like, i'm not gonna try to sell things to people that aren't interested and not that's what these people are doing but i know it comes from a, an insecurity of like mom and dad thought I was going to be a lawyer, but now I'm an astrologer. Yeah, more or less. Or, or like just, I live in New York City and like I need to legitimize my career. Yeah, like I have to be business savvy. Yeah. What's great, I mean, that's where LA is wonderful, California <laughs> yeah. in general. Yeah, totally. You know, like when I started sharing that I grew up on an ashram, I was like, People are like, whoa, wow. And I'm like, yeah. wait, this is like a marketable skill set. Uh, totally. This is like hireable. I'm going to start putting it on my resume. It's all part of the brand. And then uh, I couldn't even get a job. And then I finally started growing my hair and grew a beard. Yeah. You know? And I still didn't get a job. But I was, <laughs> I was supposed to do something else. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, I just... I do see that theme come up to a lot of people trying to do these things and they feel a need that, yeah, they have to validate. And it probably is. Probably their their parents, like, thought they'd have a real job. But at the same time, I know a legit, like, a doctor who quit their medical practice because <laughs> they were making more money as a tarot reader. <laughs> yeah. Not even, like, full just tarot. Not even, like, that. mystical soul readings, this she is talented on all accounts. I'm sure she's still doing the, you know, some medicine stuff, but <laughs> I was like, damn. Yeah. That's like as L.A. as it gets. Well, you know what well, I mean? I, I used to be a doctor, but the money was okay. <laughs> well, it's funny because, I mean, I, I'm planning on, we're planning on homeschooling Isaiah, and but I am thinking like, you know, eventually you're in a situation where they're like, what do your parents do? And I think that that's something that like he'll like, is he going to say author and consultant? <laughs> Maybe. Or I also think my future trip is like if Isaiah had to draw a picture of his parents, what are we going to be doing in it? And like my fear is him having a picture of me like behind a, a laptop and like or maybe us wearing these headsets. That's well, actually I like that picture. I think these headsets are great. I'd rather have that photo. Oh, we work drawn. on computers. I don't you know what I mean? I know. Um like it is what it is. It was like we saw that book that said Goodnight iPad. Oh my god. And it was like it was uh Goodnight iPad, like Goodnight remote control, Goodnight all the gadgets around your house. Oh my god. They claim it was like a parody, so if you looked at it is a sense of humor, but it's also true. But also, I don't... But do children understand parody? Probably. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I, I think to some children are. It's like, uh, who is that comedian? Uh, he's like, well, it's a kid's book if the kid can read. <laughs> if he can read it. Yeah. Or, um, Mitch Hedgeberg. Okay. Oh, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like every... Like, you want to see a picture of me when I was younger? It's like every picture of you is a picture of you when you were younger. I think Jonas really liked that guy. He's good. He's just sort yeah. of a smart one-liner. Yeah. A little sardonic. Mm -hmm. He's my, that's my style of comedy. Yeah, I like that too. I think Stephen Wright has that sort of brand as well. Oh, what do you think, buddy? He's like, yeah. Um, Wait. Oh, 
But totally back to your point, because today is the solstice, and I had a lot of teachings, or I have a lot of teachings, but a lot that I talked on on Patreon, and this is a really extra important day to, like, <clears throat> have a great day, and it holds an energy uh, for quite some time, and I think that trying to over-control it, we're like, we'll have a great flowing podcast episode, and... We'll keep that energy alive, and then we'll go for a walk in the park, and we'll do yeah. these meditations. Um, you know, <laughs> sometimes it's just you got to learn to go with a better flow because being super controlling is it's just not fun. And we well, wound up going up to Mount Equinox. Which, all there was so much synchronicity there because when we went up to the very top, there was this, um, um, what was that actually? Was the that just like a center. visitor center? Yeah, it was like the view visitor center. But it had like a really beautiful little, little chapel in it. Yeah, because we've mentioned this often, but it's just cool. It's so on brand that we live on Mount. Well, we don't live on the Mount. We live right at the base yeah. of Mount Equinox, mm-hmm. which the name is cool. Yeah. And so it, I was like, yeah, I'm going to post like happy solstice from Mount Equinox. Yeah. But I uh, can't wait till the Equinox. Mind oh, forget blown. it. Happy oh, my Equinox God. We got to go up the there. Mount Equinox. Yeah. But we're, look- we're literally looking out the window and looking at it. But, yeah, there's just a really cool monastery up there. And then that visitor, there's something very sacred up there. Absolutely. And, I, and um, it, it really had a vibe. Even just the cheesy yeah. little visitor center that had a shrine. But it was wild that the quote on the door was from Isaiah. Isaiah. So it was like Isaiah uh, 56 7. Yeah. Which is also really cool numerology because 56 is the goddess new. Oh. And 7 is me. Uh, yes. <laughs> and it's just a very prosperous, wonderful, sweet number. Well, 7 is victory. And that's, there's a lot of like th- that word victory comes up with him a lot. And then there was a little, I guess, the Bible in there, which I just figured yeah. I would do a little bibliomancy and just open it up and see what I opened up to and read it as like a little thing for the day. And I didn't even realize after I read it that it, I opened up to Isaiah. Isaiah 55. So yeah, but it was like abundance. Yeah, it was about eating, eating rich foods. Yeah. And, <laughs> and also like making your labor something that you enjoy labor of love yeah and uh i think that's what a lot of it comes down to yeah and that's not like just oh what do what is what are my eyeballs or what do i think will satisfy like my ego but i think you just start to like line up but there's something about just loving sometimes doing the work It, it all just expands on itself yeah and i think that um Doing something that has a, a reverence, like going up to the summit and seeing this beautiful landscape, this like panorama view of where we live and like and really feeling like you're a part of the land. It's deep wilderness. When yeah. you go all the way up there, it, you don't realize how rural it is where we are until you see that for hundreds and hundreds of miles, it's just forest. Yeah, I know. It was amazing. With like a few roads. Like you could get, you could go and not be found. Yeah. If you wanted to. So, which totally makes me think like Bigfoot's 
trolling around. Could well, be Bennington we Triangle. Yeah, we mention it all the time, and we need to, like, someday my fantasy is, Uh-oh. like, well, <laughs> documentary. You know, like, all those true crime pods that are, like, the most popular? Yeah, I make, Cause you I make do album a lot covers. Of, you do for a, a lot, lot of, of the covers for them. Yeah. Oh, by the way, um, if you're listening, <laughs> there's a lot of true crime podcasts that are all up on uh, all the, you know, the platforms yeah. that are really big, and Gina's done all the art is stuff that Gina put together. Yes. So which what are the ones in the red clay? In the red clay. The there's is one that called the True. True. Oh yeah. Uh huh. And then is that the Dixie Mafia one. Yeah. Yeah. Is that its own or is that in the red clay? That's in the red clay. But then there's there are all these like Fox southern hunter. There's all these southern crime stories. Yeah. But what was that satanic devil one in Texas? Oh, that's not out yet. I can't oh, say. Oh, sh- okay. Never mind. <laughs> um, you've attracted a lot of uh, devilly satanic visual I guess images. it's like maybe my Scorpio Black moon. metal things. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, that potential uh, Dire of a, or that potential Crowley project. Yeah. I love that book. Um, which I wish went through because I was going to consult it on it. See, I still think you should be a consultant for films. Like the Tree of Life, Terrence Malick movie. Like, I oh. feel like you could have done that. I wanted to, that movie angered me slightly. I bet. Well, because I thought it was a cool concept. Then I went thinking and then, you know, whatever. People just superficially take these things. Like you'll see Tarot. But he's a, he's a Kabbalist, isn't he? I don't know what he is. Okay. You know, yeah. in my, that same center where you wear the red string, drink Madonna water. No, I think it's I think it's with a Q. But yeah. Um. But this mountain is very sacred. Yeah. And the monastery is hardcore. It's just cool. Mm-hmm. It's cool. These people really chose. They're full dedicated to their path. And that energy, and they live a life of just prayer, and like, and I think it's quite literally wear white robes. And they up sleep there. on a haystack. I don't think it's a haystack. It's probably just a straw mat. It's <laughs> probably like they pad it with straw. Yeah, yeah. Which always baffles me with certain spiritual traditions that are like Luddites, and they, um, I'm always like baffled as to what time do you stop. Meaning, what do you mean? Just like, like in your life? Like, where do you stop with the technology? Oh, yeah, that's right. Like, even like Orthodox Jews on Saturday. Well, where what what technology can you use up to? Well, you can't use electricity. I was like the guy devices. that bought my bike. He was like, Yeah, he got of, tired. Like, tired of walking. He got tired of walking on Saturday. <laughs> so he bought a bicycle. So I guess a bicycle. What's that other movement you were going down a rabbit hole about? Lindy. Lindy, yeah. Yeah, the Lindy effect. So that would be like. Anything that's proven itself, proven to um, like work and function in modern society that has like that comes from the ancients as older than 500 years. So like taking long walks is Lindy. Um, And then eating breakfast is not Lindy because like it was breakfast is like never really a thing until like, I don't know, however many years ago. Till it was marketed yeah. by our favorite brainwashers that intrigued me. Mm-hmm. Breakfast of champions. Yeah. It's the most important meal of the day. A do- an apple a day keeps the doctor away. These things are still ingrained that are based on nothing scientific. Yeah. In fact, probably breakfast is the worst meal. 
but like going out clubbing is lindy because i guess that like, clubbing's lindy yeah <laughs> clubbing is lindy i saw there's a nice. new york times article you can read about the lindy effect and then um but video well, games is not lindy <laughs> games are lindy chess video games old. video games so but what if you paid chess on a computer Oh, I don't, I don't see, know. Video games are an advancement of games. So, well, you should maybe yeah, hit this guy up on Twitter or something. You, yeah, but if 500 years, I bet you in 500 years, if if this planet's still here, video games will be very relevant. Sure. Yeah. Well, he thinks so. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, well, I, I find like how that optimistic you are that in 500 years we'll be here. Because I talked to a friend, and she's like, "You really think that like." This yeah, school is going to be available for Isaiah. By the time he has to go to school and I'm like, Excuse in me, like four years. Yeah, I was like, we're paying property taxes. <laughs> yeah, we're taxed. Society will still we're, stand. We pay taxes now. <laughs> yeah. There's I no, mean, there's no beyond, apocalypse. Yeah, we we're in the pay, Matrix. Yeah, property tax. Wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to us, it feels like a big deal. There's so many other people who are like, yeah, this is, you know, Just what you do. We, I feel like we have so much land, but in Vermont, it's like... Oh, yeah, that's nothing. Yeah. yeah. You maybe just need a push mower for that. <laughs> um, but today, yeah, it was just, it was a great day. And I felt like, and we did a little meditation up there. We did. And um, it was cool. And I'm grateful to live by uh, a name of a mountain that's super on brand. <laughs> Let thy soul be awakened. Oh.